Hello there once again fellow peregrinos, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 8 of the Camino de Santiago Pilgrims podcast, where we discuss planning and preparation for walking the road to Santiago, as well as tips, tricks and hacks to make your journey along the way more enjoyable. I must apologize um, firstly for um, delivering this episode a day later than I promised a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've been playing catch up with my wedding, or should I say since my wedding last Saturday. Um, I got married in Bolton, Lancashire last weekend to my lovely wife Rachel and got back into Tenerife where we live on Wednesday and been playing catch up ever since. So apologies for the late delivery of this podcast. It is not Friday afternoon when I normally record the podcast. It's Saturday evening, my first Saturday evening off as a husband and I'm sat at home with a cup of green tea, my doggy next to me and recording the podcast. So all is good in the hood. So yeah, on this week's episode, episode number eight, we're going to talk about pilgrim customs, some optional rituals and traditions you may want to perform along the way on your pilgrimage. Before we dive in, there's just one thing to bear in mind about most of these traditions. And that is, it's difficult to verify whether the beliefs behind them are in fact fact or fancy, because some of them date back to the Camino's earliest days. We're talking hundreds, possibly a thousand years. Okay, so they are, however, even though we can't really um, find the foundation behind them written in stone anywhere, um, they are, however, still performed by many modern day pilgrims. And a great deal of them take some form of comfort and get some peace of heart and mind by practicing them. So like I said, most of these are optional. But if you think you'd like to carry out one, some or all of the following 10 pilgrim rituals, customs and traditions that I'm going to mention here, you might want to prepare yourself um, to do so before leaving home. So as I said, we're going to talk about 10 pilgrim rituals, customs and traditions to perform on the Camino de Santiago. I did say most of them were optional, but this one isn't. Number one, okay, this is mandatory if you want to stay in the Alberks, which are the special cheap discounted hostels for Camino de Santiago pilgrims along the way. So wherever you start your Camino, you need to pick up your credential. Okay, probably pronounced in Spanish as credencial. And this is your pilgrim's passport, and you're going to need to get that stamped along the way. So, not only will this be a reminder of all the places you stayed when you look back upon your journey in years to come, it also it authenticates your journey as a pilgrim and allows you to stay in the Albergs. Like I said, these are your cheap, uh, sorry, sorry, your special cheap discounted pilgrim hostels. Okay, so without a fully stamped up-to-date credential you might be refused entry especially in the summertime when it can get very very busy and lots of the albergs sometimes when you turn up you will be told they are completo which means full okay so make sure you want to maximize your chances of doing that by having a fully stamped up-to-date credential so that'll be your first tradition 
ritual or custom is to get your credential, your credential, your pilgrim's passport and keep it stamped. Um, just a cheeky reminder that the pilgrim office in Santiago recommends you do this twice per day. And you can get your stamps in the albergs as well as the cafes, bars and restaurants you visit along the way. So that was number two. We're now going to, sorry, that was number one. A little bit rusty from the podcasting after having a week off there. Um, so uh, that was number one. We're going to move on to number two of your 10 pilgrim rituals. And this one is to hang a scallop shell on your backpack. Now, why would I do that? I hear you ask. I'm already carrying too much weight. Well, allow me, if you will, to elaborate upon that one. I'm sure most of you know about this one, but if you are very new to the Camino de Santiago and still finding out a lot about it, allow me to fill you in. So, all paintings, statues and images of St. James show him with a scallop shell hanging around his neck. Theories abound about how and why the shell came to be synonymous with the Camino and could be told in the style of a riddle. That riddle would sound something like this. Did you hear the one about St. James, the knight, the bride and the horse? All of them are rumoured to have emerged from the Atlantic Ocean covered in scallop shells. But how did they end up in the sea? Some say the ship carrying St. James remains from Judea back to Spain was caught in a storm and that St. James remains were lost overboard. Others believe a knight fell off a cliff and the disciples on the ship carrying St. James's body pulled him aboard and saved his life. Another myth mentions a horse at a wedding on the shore getting spooked by the sight of the ship and bolting into the brine with the bride still in the saddle. So those are some fables behind the, the scallop shell. There's also um, some more practical theories um, and they say that the scallop shell, the lines on the scallop shell are believed to be a metaphor for the different passages pilgrims travel from around the world with all the trails bottlenecking, just like the lines on the scallop shell, to one point, the tomb of St. James in Santiago de Compostela. So, like I said, fellow shellmates, the sands of time have made it difficult to verify whether any of these theories are, or fables are fact or fancy. But you can be sure of one thing. Most modern-day pilgrims will have scallop shells hanging on their backpacks. If you can't get them in your hometown or online or Amazon or whatever, you, it's more than likely you'll be able to get them somewhere close to your starting point. So, for example, if you're starting your Camino in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, the Camino Frances, you will be able to buy them in the pilgrim office there. So those are our first two pilgrim rituals. Now, on to our third pilgrim rituals. We go from shells to crosses. And this is a, a very nice sentiment with this one. Um, our third one is to leave a cross made out of fallen branches to honor a deceased loved one. So whilst you're walking the Camino de Santiago, you may well often see lots of crosses made of branches and twigs hanging from fences at crossroads on altars or adorning roadside shrines. These will have been crafted and placed there by pilgrims who want to remember loved ones who's passed away. So, if you'd like to make a similar heartfelt gesture, 
um, it is recommended that you only use branches and twigs that may have already fallen. Breaking them off the trees is not encouraged. So remember, fellow peregrinos, we leave only footprints, not destruction. Hug the trees, don't break their fingers, okay? So um, I think that's a really nice idea. And um, I had seen these uh, very often along the way. And uh, I did wonder what they were for. And now that's cleared up that mystery. And um, myself and my wife, Rachel, are going to go back and do a little bit of the Camino Portugues um, in December, I believe. And uh, I'm thinking of doing the same to honor my my grandma who passed away just over a year ago. Um, and I think that would be a fitting sentiment for, for her. And I, th- I know Rachel will want to do the same for her nan because she lost her nan last year as well. So um, we're going to remember our, our grannies like that. And yeah, so if you think there's someone that you'd like to honor along the way, that would be a really nice way to do it. And if you do see them along the way, at least you know what that's all about. Okay, so from one lovely gesture, we now move on to another This is a custom that helps pilgrims coming after us on the trail behind us. So this is our fourth pilgrim ritual to perform on El Camino de Santiago. And this would be place a stone upon the piles you see already mounted while you're on your way. So on your merry way to Galicia, you'll more than likely feast your eyes upon some eye-catching piles of stones. It's thought this practice became commonplace to show your fellow peregrinos coming up the road after you that they're on the right track. Some also suggest this custom symbolizes leaving pain, guilt and regret in the past. Okay, so um, this is the first of two rituals that refer to expressing repentance on the Camino. We'll come to the second one on a little bit, but um, if you'd like to kind of pile up a stone on the on the mounds that you see along the way just be mindful uh, of where you're stacking them you don't want to put them on a place where they might um, potentially harm some flowers fauna or foliage or I don't know fall onto fall onto a lizard or something like that yeah just make sure they're stable make sure it's not going to kind of fall off and hurt anyone I know this is kind of self-explanatory stuff but um, it's all about kind of uh Leaving no trace, uh, leaving only footprints, and as good pilgrims, that's what we're only—that's what we're going to do. Okay, so that was up to number four. So we're now at the halfway point, fellow peregrinos, of our ten pilgrim rituals to perform on the road to Santiago. I'm sure most of you are going to love this one. So you remember that scallop shell hanging on your backpack? Well. You're going to use it to drink from the red wine fountain. Yes, you heard me right. There's a red wine fountain. It's a true story, this one. This one's definitely true, and it's not fact or fancy or theory or fable. Um, So if you're driving your car, you might want to pull over. If you're walking the dog, you might want to tie it up. Um, Or if you're washing up, you might want to dry your hands and take notes. Okay, so... Um, Go grab a pen and paper and um, press pause if you need to, because I'm about to give you the location of this very famous red wine fountain. So it's on the Camino Frances. It's on stage six and it's in the town of and my pronunciation of this this one might be lacking a little bit. So I'm very, very sorry about that. It's in the town of Ayegi. That's A-Y-E-G-U-I. 
Ayegi. That's the best pronunciation I've got. Maybe I should look that up somewhere. But yeah, I'll put a link to this on our Facebook page, this location, okay? Um, and you know by now, our, our Facebook page is El Camino de Santiago Pilgrim's Podcast. And if you find that on Facebook, give us a, a little thumbs up while you're there. And there will be a link to this place on there. So, in the town of Ayegi, Camino Frances, stage six between the towns of Estella and Los Arcos. Um, now, I particularly struggle with that pronunciation because I think that's more of a, a kind of a Basque pronunciation than a Spanish one. Um, but I did my best, so forgive me if it is lacking. Anyway, quick sip of, uh, of, of green tea and I'm back with you in a sec. That's better. Okay. So, at the red wine fountain, the tradition is to put the wine in your shell, make a toast to happiness and take strength and vitality from the wine for the road ahead. Okay, so have a little sip of the wine from your shell, toast to happiness and take strength and vitality from the, from the wine for the road ahead. So I'm guessing most of you will want to perform that one. Another word of caution, sorry for being boring and um, and uh, agua fiestas, as they say in Spain, uh, which means pour water on the on the party. Um, it's often hot on the Camino, so please don't drink too much. And make sure you get some water on board straight after, because the alcohol will dehydrate you that's if you're still able to walk after drinking so much of the stuff but anyway the red wine fountain make sure you do that one that's a more modern ritual so we are past the halfway point of our 10 pilgrim rituals to perform on the Camino de Santiago and our sixth ritual is a simple and easy one to carry out but you get an unreasonable amount of joy and happiness from doing it and that is Wishing people buen camino as you pass or they pass you. Now, this phrase simply translates as good way. So have a good way. And it's the Camino de Santiago's very own version of Bon Voyage. So if you're walking the Camino Portugues, uh, you're more than likely here. The locals say instead of buen camino, they're more likely to pipe up with a bom camino. Um, which is the, the Portuguese translation of Buen Camino. So, so far on this podcast, I hope you're getting some good ideas of some rituals and customs to perform along the way. And you're having a bomb Camino so far. Now we're on from number six to number seven. After a week off from the podcasting, I'm feeling a little bit rusty, to be honest with you. But um, I still hope you're getting a lot out of this content. So... Another poignant one and another potential way to, as we said, express some um, some repentance while you're on the way. And this is at Cruz de Ferro, um, which is the highest point on the Camino Frances. Um, you're going to place a memento. OK, so I'll explain. The Cruz de Ferro is a very, 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 very tough climb um, to the highest point on the Camino. And when you get there. At the top of the mountain, you'll find an iron cross atop a tall wooden pole. At the foot of that pole, you'll encounter a mound of rocks and all manner of Camino paraphernalia left by past pilgrims. You might find, for example, left under rocks, messages, uh, messages written on rocks. You might find some clothing. Um, people leave 
random things like shirts and boots and stuff like that. Um, you might find some shells that people leave behind. Or, like I said, all manner of Camino paraphernalia. But what you're going to do, the ritual is, when you get there, is to leave a stone brought from home or a stone that you pick up at the start of the trail, okay? Obviously, you don't want to be carrying a big rock or a big stone because weight is of paramount importance when we walk the Camino. But that's the idea. The placing of the rock on the mound at the foot of the pole is said to be a symbol for freeing yourself from a burden. Okay, now this could be any kind of burden. It could be a burden, sorry. It could be something you feel like you're you're hanging on to and you need to let go of. It could be something you feel like you're punishing yourself with. Um, it could be something you feel like you need to forgive yourself for. Um, some people suggest you have to throw the rock, but whether you throw the rock into the mound excuse me, <clears throat> or simply place it there. The sentiment is the same. The idea is you're emancipating yourself from past pain and walking on without it forever thereafter. Okay, so if you feel that there is something that you need to let go of, then this is definitely the place to do it. Um, now, some pilgrims also say this practice gives you some spiritual protection on the way as well. So, um, Cruz de Ferro is on stage 24 of the Camino Frances between the towns of Rabanal and Molina Seca. Okay, um, like I said, it is the highest point on the Camino as well. So reward yourself um, by making it to the the ceiling, the roof of the Camino de Santiago, and um, emancipate yourself from some kind of um, some past pains. That's the idea behind it. Okay. That's number seven. Moving on to number eight of our ten rituals to perform on the Camino de Santiago. And this ritual brings you into Santiago de Compostela itself and what to do when you get there. So it's very possible you've just walked 500 miles and 800 kilometers your first thought might well be to run down the aisle like you've just scored a goal or won the lottery. But what's actually traditional is to do the following. You're going to climb the steps to St. James Shrine. I hug the statue of the apostle overlooking the naves, the nave, excuse me, and the countless rows of ochre pews in the ostentatious surroundings of the cathedral. Um, we do recommend you take some tissues with you as well because this is the moment where you might well burst into floods of tears. And I'm not going to lie, it's exactly what I did when I, I when I did my first Camino. I absolutely bawled my eyes out. And um, yeah, um, I was a bit of a blubbering mess, to be honest with you. But that is all part of the fun. I had just walked 53 kilometers to get there from Melide the, that same day. So um, maybe you, you excuse me for that one. But anyway, so you're hugging the Apostle. And be patient because there's normally quite a long, a long queue up the aisles, up the side aisles, waiting to hug the apostle. The idea of hugging the apostle, is it the apostle or apostle? Apostle. The idea is this thought to be a symbol of gratitude to the apostle for helping you complete your pilgrimage. Um, there are other, a couple of other um, pilgrim rituals that 
have been performed down the years in the cathedral and that is planting your hand your right hand into the tree of jesse and touching heads with the maestro mateo but uh, in more recent times <coughs> excuse me i'm very sorry about that um in more recent times um frog in my throat there in more recent times, um, those um, practices have been banned because of, I think there's a damage to the, the actual interior of the cathedral. I think the sheer volume of people that have been doing it and also because of some construction work that's been going on. But so, but one thing you'll definitely be able to do, like I said, is to um, hug the Apostle St. James, the statue of St. James. Okay, so once you've done the eighth ritual, after hugging the statue of the Apostle in the cathedral, really should look up the uh, the pronunciation of that one but anyway you want to go on and carry out number nine which is our penultimate pilgrim ritual to perform on the road to santiago so once you've given saint james the big hairy bugger a big a lovely hug um go grab your compostela which is your certificate of completion from the pilgrim office now just to remind you you have to have walked at least all of the last 100 kilometers to get your certificate so that is every single one of the last 100 kilometers to get your compostela your certificate of completion from the pilgrim office i will put a link on our to our facebook page to the pilgrim offices opening hours so you know when you can get there and hopefully you will have arrived in time and at the right time to be able to do that so Let's go over them all one last time before we hit you with the last one. So the first one, like we said, is to make sure you have a credential and get it stamped along the way. All right. So you can get into the Albergs and authenticate your journey. Number two is to hang a scallop shell on your backpack. Number three, your third ritual is if you'd like to honor a deceased loved one while you're on the way then what you would do is you would make a cross out of fallen branches and place them along the way um, to honor your loved ones. All right. Number four would be, this is a way to show your fellow peregrinos coming behind you that they are on the right track and they haven't got lost and you would place a stone on the piles you already see mounted. Okay, so these little stacks of stones will... I guess, um, confirm anyone that might worry about they're getting lost, that they're not lost and they're on the right track. That was number four. Number five is you're going to use your scallop shell to drink from the red wine fountain located on stage six between the towns of Estella and Los Arcos in Ayegui. <coughs> Excuse me once again. The sixth one is you're going to wish everybody a buen camino as you pass or as they pass you. Believe me, you'll get an unreasonable amount of happiness and joy from doing this um, for uh, for your fellow peregrinos and strangers. And I must say, I never tired of it, not once along my whole month on the Camino Frances. Um, number seven is you're going to place a memento at Cruz de Ferro, and that will be one, the memento... Um, something, a stone you bring from home, a um, stone you bring from the start of the trail, a, memen a memento you bring from home. Okay, and the idea of this is by leaving the memento and leaving the stone is that you are emancipating yourself from some past pain or burden. Okay, so that was number seven. Number eight, 
is when you get to Santiago de Compostela itself, you're going to go into the cathedral and hug the statue of St. James the Apostle. Of St. James the Apostle. Number nine, once you've done that, you're going to go to the um, pilgrim office and then you are going to get your certificate of completion, which is called, called the Compostela. And once you've done that... And you've got yourself a well-deserved rest in one of the many albergs or hotels in the city. And the idea is that you will attend the Pilgrim's Mass in the cathedral. And the Pilgrim's Mass, which you'll be able to attend the next day, <coughs> takes place at 7.30 a.m. and midday every day. And it's a really nice gesture uh, for all the pilgrims who have arrived in Santiago de Compostela and registered at the pilgrim's office in the previous 24 hours, they will get a mention and a blessing during the Mass. So you can listen out for your name and pause for a moment to take in the ostentatious divine interior of the cathedral and absorb it all for one last time before you go back to civilian life, using all the lessons you learn as a pilgrim to make your life better than ever and find the color in the black and white which you know life can seem a little bit black and white when you go back to everyday life after spending a month on the road um, and such a brilliant adventure so those are your 10 pilgrim rituals i really hope you found that useful um like I said, go to our Facebook page and you'll be able to see the timetable of the Pilgrim Office and the location of that red wine fountain. If you do get a chance, we'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes. Um, give us a five-star review if you think we deserve that. <coughs> also, if you'd like to, if you've walked the Camino de Santiago and you'd like to be interviewed and share your experiences so that those that are, are going to be walking the Camino sometime soon can draw from your experiences and learn from your lessons that you got along the way, please do send us a message on our Facebook page and we can get an interview arranged. And also, if you have any questions about your Camino, do feel free to send me a message on our Facebook page as well, El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims Podcast, and I will definitely get back to you. I've already had a few people uh, messaging me on there, and yeah, that's been really, really nice to receive some messages saying that people are finding the content useful, and it's helping them prepare for their next Camino or their first Camino, and I basically, fellow peregrinos, fellow shellmates, I'm all ears, so whatever you need, please do send me a message, it will be my, um, my pleasure and an honour to help you, so... Um, this is a bit of a quicker podcast this week because, like I said, I am playing catch up after getting married. Um, I had my stag do or your bachelor party, as you call it in America, the despedida, as they call it in Spain, um, and um, the party of our lives last Saturday um, in Bolton, Lancashire, where my lovely wife is from. So, guys, fellow peregrinos, thank you so much for listening to episode eight. We'll be back next week with episode nine. Until then. Buen camino, fellow peregrinos. And sorry about the coughing all along the way. I do have a little bit of a cold and cough after the uh, the excesses of last week, but slowly coming back to, to life. So thank you very much. Um, hasta la semana que viene. See you next week. Thank you so much.